Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Wednesday morning. There's new chaos in Washington overnight. And it's all about the battle over the border. It's February 7th. This is today. Stunner on Capitol Hill. The resolution is not adopted. House Republicans fall short of the votes needed to impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security. Three members of their party joining with Democrats, including a congressman who left the hospital to cast a critical vote. What it means for the border showdown. Unprecedented. We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. A Michigan mother convicted for her son's school shooting rampage. This morning, new reaction from the families of the victims, the potential impact on other high-profile cases, and the four-person of that jury will join us exclusively in Studio 1A. Key decision, a federal appeals court rejects Donald Trump's claim that he is immune from criminal prosecution, clearing the way for his trial. The former president now looking to the Supreme Court to intervene, the very latest straight ahead. Breaking overnight, Prince William returns to royal duties in the wake of his wife's surgery in the King's cancer battle. Prince Harry back in London meeting with his father. Will the two brothers come together? We'll have a live report from Buckingham Palace. Not loving it. Why are we not talking about these fast food restaurants going up to? Growing outrage over the soaring price of fast food. One McDonald's now charging nearly $20 for a Big Mac combo. Just ahead, what the popular chain has to say. All that plus, it's science. What the latest research says about why we don't want to exercise. And it turns out we're not lazy, we're just hardwired inside the surprising revelation. And countdown to the Super Bowl. Fans are getting ready and so is America's favorite football mom. So before she heads to Vegas, Donna Kelsey is with us for an exclusive live interview today, Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on a Wednesday morning, and we got a busy one. It really is busy. We're following three breaking stories with major implications, including that historic verdict in Michigan, a jury finding the mother of a school shooter guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Legal experts saying it could set a precedent for future cases. There's also that legal blow to Donald Trump and appeals court in Washington, D.C., ruling the former president does not have complete immunity from criminal prosecution, as he has argued. So that sets up a possible showdown at the Supreme Court. Also overnight, the Secretary of Homeland Security narrowly survived an historic impeachment vote. One Democrat leaving the hospital following surgery to cast his vote. We got it all covered this morning. Let's get it started with NBC's Capitol Hill correspondent Ryan Nobles. Ryan, good morning. What a surprise on Capitol Hill. Yeah, that is safe to say, Savannah, this did not turn out the way Republicans had planned. They had hoped to use the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas as a way to put the crisis at the border front and center. Instead, that vote failed, leaving Speaker Mike Johnson struggling to find a path forward. 
A stunning development on Capitol Hill and a day of chaos for House Republicans. The resolution is not adopted. Who were hoping to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Holding on to a razor-thin majority, there were a few Republican defections, but they still thought they had enough votes. That was until Democrat Al Green, recovering from surgery, made a surprise appearance, providing Democrats an extra vote, enough to kill the measure. Now they may have been caught a little bit off guard. And moments later, Speaker Mike Johnson also failing to marshal enough support for another big Republican push, an Israel military assistance bill. The GOP already vowing to bring the Mayorkas impeachment articles up for a vote again soon. A spokesperson for DHS calling on Republicans to, quote, abandon these political games and instead support the bipartisan national security agreement in the Senate. That bill, designed in part to confront the growing crisis at the southern border, is stalled. A frustrated President Biden placing the blame on Donald Trump. He wants a political issue to run against me. But Republicans who begged for changes at the border now arguing this package would make the situation worse. This does more harm than good. The result is the best and only hope of any type of border reform is effectively dead while the crisis at the border continues to grow with no solution in sight. And we do have new information this morning. That full national security package is scheduled for a procedural vote later today. It is expected to fail. But this morning, sources are telling us that Majority Leader Chuck Schumer plans to remove the border piece of the legislation with the goal of pushing through aid to Israel and Ukraine and the Indo-Pacific. A procedural vote on that new measure could happen as soon as this afternoon. Savannah. All right, Ryan, thank you very much. Let's turn now to an historic verdict in Michigan. The mother of a school shooter found guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Jennifer Crumbly listening with her eyes closed as she learned her fate. We will speak exclusively with the foreperson of the jury in just a moment. But first, NBC's Maggie Vespa is at the courthouse in Pontiac, Michigan. Hey, Maggie, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. Yeah, this entire case took exactly two weeks with those jurors, most of them parents, many of them gun owners, deliberating for less than two days before reaching this landmark verdict. Victims' families in that courthouse telling me they hope this serves as a wake-up call to parents across America. We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Jennifer Crumbly, silent and stoic as the jury announced her fate. Guilty on all four charges, one for each student her son Ethan killed in the 2021 Oxford High School shooting. As she was led away in handcuffs, prosecutors embracing the families of her son's victims. Steve St. Juliana lost his 14-year-old daughter, Hannah. It's a bit of a wake-up call for, uh, for people to realize that they have to take a bit of responsibility. Crumbly is America's first parent to ever stand trial for their child's mass school shooting. My son has ruined his life. The defense arguing in court she was unaware of any mental health issues with her son. I've asked myself if I would have done anything differently and I wouldn't have. But prosecutors painted a very different picture, portraying Crumbly as a negligent parent who ignored warning signs in Ethan. He literally drew a picture of what he was going to do. He drew a picture. It says, help me. And instead of getting Ethan help, prosecutors argued his parents bought him a gun, showing this video of Crumbly at a shooting range with him just days before the massacre. 
Experts say their verdict could profoundly impact how authorities prosecute these cases. Does this open the door for parents to be held accountable for mass shootings, school shootings in the future? It absolutely does. Police officers will start looking at the parents and the way they deal with their children. Craig Schilling, who lost his 17-year-old son, Justin, hopes it will help prevent future tragedies. Can't just continue living life um, with the uncertainty of whether or not our kids are going to come home from school. And Jennifer Crumbly's sentencing is set for April 9th. She faces a maximum of 15 years in prison per charge. At the same time, her husband James Crumbly's trial is set to begin next month, and he faces the same charges, four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Hoda. All right, Maggie Vespa. Maggie, thank you so much. The jury four-person in this first-of-its-kind trial is with us now. Alex, good morning to you. We're not mentioning your last name for your own privacy reasons. I have to say, to have you here, it's uh, it's a privilege because what we ask jurors to do in this country is really, really difficult. Very to sit, difficult. To sit in judgment of their fellow citizen, and that is something that you and your fellow jurors did. What was it like in that courtroom, having that responsibility and delivering that verdict yesterday? There was definitely a wait. Um, I think any time we entered the courtroom, there was an un- undeniable weight on us. Um, we all took the responsibility that was put upon us seriously, um, and I'm just one of 12 that made a very difficult decision. What was the evidence that swayed you in the end? You said it wasn't an easy decision. This wasn't a Not slam dunk. Not easy at all. Um, so speaking for myself, I know that each individual juror had their own opinion. This did this for one person. This convinced the other. For me, um, I just feel like Jennifer didn't separate her son from the gun enough to save those lives that day. You felt she was the last person known to have had custody of the gun. Yes. And then somehow it ends up in his hands. And I think the responsibility of securing the weapon then falls on her. What about those text messages or journal entries or things that the jurors saw where it, it indicated that Ethan had asked for help and that his parents hadn't given him that help? Was that persuasive to you? To me personally, um, it wasn't as impactful as the evidence of her having the gun. But I know for my fellow jurors that um, the notebook played a huge part. Tell me about her testimony. It's um, Jennifer Crumbly took the, the stand in her own defense. She testified. What did you make of her on the witness stand? Um, at the time, I tried to take her as she gave herself. Um, but once we went into deliberation, it became clear um, that she wasn't a super reliable witness in this case. Do you think she helped herself on the stand or hurt herself? Would it have been better, in other words, if she hadn't testified at all? We'll never know. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about uh, her testimony. There was a point where she was asked, would you have done anything differently? And she said she wouldn't have. How did that strike you and the other jurors? It was repeated a lot in the deliberation room. I think that it was very upsetting to hear. Um, I think that there are many small things that could have been done to prevent this. When you went back into the jury room, you're the jury four person, which is a a big responsibility. And I should just mention again, there is no manual for jurors. Nobody tells jurors how to deliberate. Mm -mm. So how did you handle it? And how was, was the jury immediately in agreement or what, how, how did it play out? 
Um, so I took it more as a job of facilitation. I wanted to make sure that each and every juror, to the best of my ability, was heard and understood and made their point and we heard their piece. Um, and so that was the role that I took on as the foreperson. Um, it was not immediately unanimous and um, it was my responsibility to hear the concerns of those on either side and construct an argument either way. Do you feel that the jurors wish they could have heard from Ethan Crumbly himself? I'm not sure how much that would have helped or hurt. Alex, thank you so much for your civil service. Being a juror is not easy, and this was a very difficult case. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Let's turn now to a legal setback for Donald Trump. A federal appeals court ruling the former president is not immune to charges of plotting to overturn the results of the 2020 election. NBC senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett joins us now with details and what happens next. Laura, good morning. Hey, Hordo, good morning to you. This is arguably one of the most, if not the most, serious of the four cases Donald Trump faces, but it's been tied up in court battles for months now, battles that could soon come to a conclusion as this appeals court has left the former president with little time to delay on where he goes next. This morning, a major legal blow for Donald Trump, a federal appeals court giving the Justice Department the green light to prosecute the former president for his efforts to reverse the 2020 election. We will never give up. We will never concede. The three-judge panel referring to the former president as Citizen Trump, unanimously rejecting the argument that he should be immune from charges related to the acts he took while still in office. I just want to find... uh, 11,780 votes. Calling Mr. Trump's alleged efforts to remain in power despite losing the 2020 election, if proven, an unprecedented assault on the structure of our government. Adding, we cannot accept former President Trump's claim that a president has unbounded authority to commit crimes that would neutralize the most fundamental check on executive power, the recognition and implementation of election results. Mr. Trump arguing his case on Truth Social, as he has for weeks, saying in part without complete immunity, a president of the United States would not be able to properly function. The Trump campaign pouncing on the decision as a political fundraising opportunity and the former president continuing his domination over the Republican Party with another victory overnight. Trump was not even on the ballot in the Nevada primary, running in a separate caucus instead. But Nikki Haley still came in second place, with more people choosing to vote for, quote, none of these candidates instead, according to NBC News projections. A rejection of Mr. Trump's only remaining Republican opponent as he fights more legal battles ahead. As for what comes next now, the appeals court has given Mr. Trump until this coming Monday to go to the U.S. Supreme Court on this issue. But there's no guarantee that the justices actually agree to block this decision as Mr. Trump's wants. Now, if they choose not to, then this trial is back on potentially as soon as this summer, guys. Wow. All right. No, Laura, Laura, thank you so much. I appreciate it. More to get to. Craig has joined the table. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. There has been a major development in the investigation into last month's frightening door panel blowout on an Alaska Airlines flight. The NTSB now saying it has photographic evidence. It was not properly bolted in place when that plane left the Boeing factory. NBC's Tom Costello has been following this story, covers aviation for us. Tom, good morning to you. Tom, this would seem to be pretty strong evidence against Boeing. 
Oh, absolutely. And it comes nearly five weeks after we had that mid-air emergency, of course, in the skies over Portland, Oregon. Now, ever since, the NTSB lab in Washington has been very closely looking at the door plug that was recovered at its lab in Washington. And it says that there is no evidence that there were bolts inside that door plug when it blew off the plane. But now take a look at this photograph, really the biggest piece of evidence thus far, very compelling. It was taken at Boeing when the plane was still on the production line. Line. The door plug had been taken off the fuselage for repairs, then put back on. And look at those blue circles. The photo shows at least three of four bolts are missing before it was ever sent to Alaska Airlines. The fourth hole covered up by insulation there on the upper left. Now, the plane went to Alaska Airlines, and a few weeks later, the door plug blew out at 16,000 feet. So the evidence now suggests this was a very big quality control breakdown at Boeing itself. Boeing CEO has released a statement saying Boeing is accountable for what happened. An event like this must not happen on an airplane that leaves our factory. Going on to say Boeing is taking immediate action to strengthen quality. This NTSB preliminary report is not the final report on why this happened, why the workers left the bolts off the door plug. How could that happen? Those details will come in the final report, which is still to come down the road. Separately, the FAA chief was on Capitol Hill yesterday testifying that essentially this was a major quality control breakdown at Boeing and the system of overseeing Boeing is not working. The FAA process of allowing Boeing to inspect itself not working. Now the FAA bringing in more inspectors and looking at an outside third party to oversee quality control reports and inspections as well. Craig? All right. Our senior correspondent, Tom Costello. Tom, thank you. 717. Let's take our first look at the weather. Still got your eye out west. We do, but thankfully things are calming down. We have more rain coming into the southern part of California. Well, we've got flood alerts still for 12 million people. That's way down. Wind alerts for 2 million as you get into the southwest. That storm system moves into the Rockies in the mountains of the Four Corners. Another round of heavy rain tonight for California. That should be about it. Then heavy snow gets into the northern plains. Rain and snow will develop into the Midwest. We are looking for maybe another one and a half to two and a half inches of rain tonight. That should do it. Some heavier snows back through the Rockies, the Four Corners, into the Sierra. And coming up in the next half hour, we're going to be taking a look at some really warm weather so far this winter, above average temperatures for much of the country, and that's going to continue on into this week. And that's your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. Uh, Still ahead, new attention on the royal family this morning as King Charles undergoes cancer treatment. NBC's Molly Hunter is at Buckingham Palace for us. Hey, Molly. Hoda, good morning. That's right. Lots of attention still on the family. King Charles now in the countryside recovering from treatment. Prince Harry right here in London. And Prince William is returning to public duty. We'll have more details coming up. All right, Molly, see you in a bit. Also, would you pay $18 for a Big Mac combo? What? No. How supersized would it have to be? We're going to take a closer look at what's behind a very noticeable surge in fast food prices and give you some ways to save money on your favorite orders. But first, this is today on NBC. Coming back from an injury or any painful condition is not a do-it-yourself project. Gaylord Physical Therapy in Cromwell, Cheshire, and North Haven has the technology and talent to help you get back to what you love. Whether it's taking a walk or running a marathon, Gaylord Physical Therapy in Cromwell, Cheshire, and North Haven can help you get back to your personal best. Gaylord. Think possible. 
Also available in Madison and Wallingford. Go to Gaylord.org for more information. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed oh my gosh Seven thirty. this amazing display in wow is that the sphere? Seen it. Yes. the sphere it lit up as the helmets of the 49ers and the chiefs Adding that's to the hype right. that's surrounding Sunday Super Bowl, they got to work that sphere in. You're right. You saw it. Listen, does there. Vegas know how to do it <laughs> yes, or what? That do. sphere. Yeah, you choose been playing yeah, there. Very it's cool. incredible. Wow. And by the way, we have Donna Kelsey who's going to join us live. We've got much to chat with her about. We do. Nice. But let's start this half hour in London, where just this morning, Prince William returned to his royal duties for the first time since his wife underwent surgery and his father revealed he has cancer. NBC's Molly Hunter is at Buckingham Palace for us this morning. Hey, Molly, good morning. Guys, good morning. That's right. We saw Prince William out and about doing his first kind of public appearance since Kate got out of the hospital. And we do know that Harry is here in town. A palace source tells NBC News, though, there are no plans for the brothers to see each other. This morning, Prince William is back in the public eye, performing an investiture ceremony at Windsor Castle, a sign of things to come. The heir to the throne stepping up, even as his wife, the Princess of Wales, recuperates from her own health scare back at home. This comes the morning after Prince Harry landed back in the UK, heading straight from Heathrow Airport to his father at Clarence House. It's the first time he will have seen his father in any meaningful way, really since the Queen's funeral. He was here for the coronation, but we know he didn't really see his father. But a palace source tells NBC News brothers William and Harry have no plans to meet up while Harry's in town. Well-wishers reacting to the news of Harry's arrival. The son should come and see his dad when there's trouble. His dad needs him right now. It just seems really sad. Hopefully it might um, heal some of the family rifts. They might all pull together around that, hopefully. This sort of thing can, can pull people together, can't it? And King Charles appearing for the first time since the diagnosis was announced. He and Queen Camilla traveling the short distance from their home to Buckingham Palace then by helicopter to their country estate Sandringham to recover out of the public eye. The palace maintains that while supporting her husband, Queen Camilla will keep up a full schedule. The woman once seen as an outsider now playing a crucial role. And while he takes it easy, the king plans to continue his state duties, taking meetings in private, at least for now. What's interesting and notable is that the councillors of state, the people who stand in for the king if he can't do any of that, Prince William, the Queen, Princess Anne, Prince Edward, they are not being called on at the moment to step in for him. Still, all eyes on the King's eldest son as he takes on more responsibility than ever before. 
Now, Prince William does have a busy first day back in the limelight. He has another event later tonight in London. And you guys, he is expected to say a few words. We will be watching and listening closely to see if he speaks about his father. Hoda? Indeed. All right. Molly Hunter for us there at Buckingham Palace. Molly, thank you. All right. Still ahead here on a Wednesday. A legitimate excuse to feel a little less guilty about skipping the gym. Why our brains are actually wired for rest and how to overcome it to get up. Hoda does not approve of the excuse making. This was my pitch, though, by the way. I'm the one who was like, there's research. There's research. research. We're not lazy. I like it. We're hardwired to be lazy. Anyways. On another note, have you noticed fast food prices are soaring? Have you been to a fast food restaurant lately? We have. So has Christine. And they really, uh, some of these prices have really gone up. Look, inflation has come for your fast food. And guess what? Consumers are fed up. As these fast food companies get more creative with their menus, turns out people just want cheap. Got that story right after the break. Coming back from an injury or any painful condition is not a do-it-yourself project. Gaylord Physical Therapy in Cromwell, Cheshire, and North Haven has the technology and talent to help you get back to what you love. Whether it's taking a walk or running a marathon, Gaylord Physical Therapy in Cromwell, Cheshire, and North Haven can help you get back to your personal best. Gaylord, think possible. Also available in Madison and Wallingford. Go to gaylord.org for more information. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. with in-depth today and this morning we are focusing on fast food rising prices have popular chains under fire this morning some customers are thinking twice about grabbing that quick bite to Mm -hmm. eat nbc's senior business correspondent christine romans is here with more now we care about inflation oh yeah now Now we we care right because inflation has come for your fast food menu and frankly consumers are fed up with this as some companies have become more creative with their menus customers have become much more price sensitive they just want cheap and those chains are hearing the complaints Once upon a time, a few dollars could purchase a quick meal at a fast food restaurant. I think people should be able to eat good food without spending much money. But these days, grabbing a burger and fries takes a much bigger bite out of your wallet. Why are we not talking about these fast food restaurants going up too? Once home to the dollar menu, prices at the Golden Arches leaving a bad taste in the mouth of consumers who just want value. Going viral, the Big Mac meal priced at $18 at a Connecticut rest stop and an Egg McMuffin selling for more than $7. Fast food companies are listening. McDonald's CEO says he's focusing on affordability this year. Two McChicken and a medium Sprite for only $3. Telling analysts that customers making $45,000 a year and less are ditching their Mickey D's and buying groceries instead. You can see why. The price of food at home rose just 1.3% over the past year, but food away from home jumped more than 5%. Brands like McDonald's rolling out upgrades to its famous burgers and hoping its new Cosmics franchise will help bring customers back. I think one way consumers can kind of really find themselves going back in the door of some of these QSR fast food restaurants 
is finding out what brought them there to begin with. McDonald's did this last year. They started to bring nostalgia back. And Taco Bell expanding its value menu to 10 items under three bucks. The company remains dedicated to offering our fans delicious food at affordable prices. At Chipotle, sales and foot traffic rose in the quarter, despite that 3% hike in menu prices in October. It all means finding the best deal will require a little bit of planning. Most menus these days do have something that's considered a value menu or value option, but you do probably benefit more from doing your research ahead of time. Okay, all those pictures making me hungry in the morning. You know, the McDonald's Corporation telling us at NBC News that pricing is typically up to franchisee and can vary by restaurant. The fast food giant always strives to strike the right balance of value for money with their customers, it says. We reached out to Chipotle for comment. Did not hear back from Chipotle. Oh, you're hungry? Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing the $250 worth of breakfast. (laughs) Uh, Apart from, like, downloading those apps to get deals, points, anything else that people can do when they're at the drive-thru to say Some of these fast food companies are bundling and offering family meals. So it takes, take a minute and just look and see if maybe that's a cheaper way to do it. And some of the experts actually recommended kids meals. If you don't oh. have a big appetite, oh, yeah. you don't need to be, have a big right. jumbo, big Mac yeah. combo. Um, you know, a kid's meal is not enough for me. If I'm going to go to fast food, I'm going <laughs> to eat fast food. Right. Right. You got to go in. Shrimp. Cool. But the other thing about like the $18 uh, Big Mac that went viral, look, that's one store yes. on the Connecticut Turnpike. These franchisees have a lot of leeway. Right. You know, look, if you have a captive audience, sure. you know, th- so it's if, like you if you go to the airport, exactly. your water bottle six bucks. If you don't want to pay yeah. 18 bucks for it. Don't pay 18 bucks for it. Find something else. But it is interesting to me that grocery prices in some cases are falling. Fast food prices are rising. And these CEOs, they know it. They're hearing these complaints and they're going to be focusing on value. Look at all of those uh, value items on the Taco Bell menu. They're they're Mm -hmm. actually expanding and promoting their 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 uh, value menu there. I do like their Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Christine. Welcome. Eat up. Yum, yum. We're going to have like 14 (laughs) Mexican pizzas delivered to you today from Taco Bell for that. What do you like, Al? I I like these. Yeah. <laughs> Sausage or plain? Well, Sausage or plain? Very, well, either one. Hold on. hey, I, Jason, <laughs> Give it to the crew. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, Joseph, yeah. there you go. Okay, guys. Oh. There you go. There it's go. the crew okay, pitching these fast food stories. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got to make sure the crew's taken care of. Oh, yeah. That's there my. There you go. Okay. Anthony. Anthony, there you go. All right. Let's go. Oh, my gosh. There's still one left. Oh, Nate. Here you go, Nate. There you go. All right, let's show you what we. Oh, Yosa, can you get to? All right, yeah. All right. So we're talking about this warm weather. I mean, so far this winter. Let's take a look out west. Uh, the dots. The warmest winter so far on record. The yellow, the top three warmest record. And then you move into the Midwest and the Northeast. Look at this. Temperatures 5 to 15 degrees above average so far from Duluth, Fargo, Minneapolis, Alpena, Buffalo, Burlington. And we are going to see more record warmth today with temperatures for Minneapolis. 32 degrees above average, almost at 60 degrees. St. Louis, 60. Cleveland, 50. That's 16 degrees above average. And tomorrow, that warmth moves east with Albany near 50. Roanoke, close to 60 degrees. Nashville, 13 degrees. Ba, 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 ba. Back to you. <laughs> Thank you, Al. I liked how you were playing Santa Claus. Thank you. Yeah. All right, still ahead. We have a morning boost you do not want to miss. Plus, everybody's favorite football mom's with us. An exclusive live interview with Donna Kelsey before her trip to the Super Bowl. That's right after this. Yes! Yay! Yes! 
We're back with Carson, and we're back with our countdown to the Super Bowl. We are getting there, guys. Sunday, can't get here soon enough, and you think you're excited for that. Try and being our next guest, America's <laughs> favorite football mom, the one and only Donna, Donna. Kelsey. Donna. Donna. She's with us exclusively before heading to Vegas to watch Travis play in his fourth Super Bowl in wow. just five years. Plus, she has an exciting new partnership to tell mm-hmm. us about. Hi, Donna. Good morning. Hi, good morning. We're so sad you're not here with us for all of the reasons, including that you usually bring us cookies. Oh, yeah. And we just had Egg McMuffins, and we love your cookies, but we love seeing your smiling face. Are you excited about Sunday? I really am. It is going to be a dream, Um, you know, to go back-to-back like this, uh, back to the Super Bowl, and really excited. What what kind of conversations do you have with Travis on game day? Do you give him a phone call? Do you give him a pep talk? I try not to bother them on game day because they're a little busy, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're. I'm going to get through. But um, <laughs> usually, I I try. Like the night before, I will text um, my sons, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll yeah you know, give them a little encouragement, send them a little funny picture of when they were younger, depending on oh. what uh, team they're playing with or whatever. So I go back in a little nostalgia. Mm, Mama Kelsey, the the last time you were here, um, you were Mm -hmm. just sort of getting to know, shall we say, Travis's (coughs) girlfriend. Um, Yes. But we noticed that recently you changed your Facebook photo. Uh And and now your Facebook photo uh, features uh, his girlfriend quite prominently. Uh How how would you characterize your relationship with with Taylor Swift these days? How's, How's that going? You know, really, that was a picture where all of us were so excited that that we're in the suite, and we were so excited that they made it to the Super Bowl okay. that we just took a shot of everybody that was there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't anything, you know, like calculating or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just was everybody that was supporting my son, and I was so happy um, to put that picture on Facebook. It's, okay. yes. it's, not, it's a group yeah. shot. It's yeah. not like a yeah. selfie. Yeah. Or anything. Yes. Yeah. Did you get a yeah. selfie, though? Just Because <laughs> we want to be you uh, and have a selfie. Yeah, I've, I've got a few him yeah. here and there. Aww. Hey, Mama Kelsey, does it feel like, in a, in a way, it's Carson here, does it feel like there's this is a year off for you? I mean, it's going to the Super Bowl with your son or sons is becoming kind of a regular thing. Uh, compared to last year, do you feel like uh, the weight of the world is a little bit off your shoulders this year? Yeah, last year was pretty much working the whole time, but it was a blast. I I got to do things and see things and be at places that I've never been to before. But this year, I'm going to take it a little easier. It'll be more relaxing, except for the game. But uh, I'm going to have a good time, see some shows, go to some great restaurants, Mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully a few parties. So it should be fun. How's the seating arrangement in the box? Are you in a chair? And it's usually you and Taylor next to each other. I feel like that might be some good luck. Well, you can understand that the boxes in Vegas are multi-million dollars. Yeah. So I have a feeling I'm not in a box. I have a feeling oh. I'm in the stands. I'm in the stands with everybody else because it is a pricey Super Bowl. Hey, wow. Mama Kelsey, you, you're, you're now the chief... Uh, chief leftover officer for Ziploc. First of all, what does that entail? And secondly, did you even have leftovers with those boys growing up? 
Well, I had to make a lot because my sons, they ate a lot. Growing up, they come back later for seconds, thirds. So I had to double up on food. And to cut down on the fighting, I would put their names on the Ziploc bags <laughs> so that uh, they would. I would portion it out so that it would stop uh, really bad fights. But that's why I'm excited about my new role with Ziploc as the chief leftover officer. Donna, I don't mean to brag, but I kind of was a Ziploc fan oh, uh, yes. before this moment. I don't know. So. It, oh, yeah. that's, know you know what? It the, works on the red carpet. It, you know why? It's clear. It's sturdy. It doesn't break. You yeah. Oh, 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 Yes. yes, I do too. I have a tip for those sports fans due to the clear bag policy mm-hmm. that if you forget your clear bag or that you just uh, don't have one, definitely a Ziploc works to get in the stadium. Yeah, there you go. That is your makeup bag. Twins so we have a you. Ziploc drawer that has all the sizes. Yes. Yes. It's got the snack, yes. the sandwich, the pint, the gallon, the two gallon. Yeah. That's right. Two gallon. Oh, oh yes. Wow. They even make ones for sweaters. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Now you're going to have a truckload of Ziplocs come to your door today. Wow. We love you. Good luck. Thank you, Donna. She's not sitting in the stands. No, you're going to be in the box. Yeah. Yeah. Take a little wager. We (laughs) think you're going to the box. Yeah. All Who right. knows? But I can tell you this, that Ziploc found out that there's 18 million pounds of leftovers that are wasted because yeah. of big, you know, game uh, parties. Yes. So yeah. definitely Overordered. bring your own Ziploc to your party. Good luck, By the way, Travis. those cookie recipes, huge hit. They're on the website, too. Now you're sharing a new recipe, one of your favorite Super Bowl appetizers. You can find that at today.com as well. Thank we'll you be Mama back Dog. right after this. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 